Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On tonight's supersized birthday episode, NerdPod gets vaccinated. And who's ready for a Game of Thrones marathon? New Borderlands movie being shot on location in Pandora. Still no handsome Jack. This week's Marvel Cinematic Corner, we talk about King Namor the Submariner. That and so much more on this week's Nerdbot. In a world overrun by content, the line between good and terrible is blurred by the very people who create and sell it. In a sound studio in New England, Two average Joes are pushing back, giving their observations and recommendations on comics, video games, TV, movies, and more. Two men, one quest, one desire. You're listening to Coach and K Rock's Nerd Pod. What's going on? Welcome to Nerd Pod, the birthday episode. This is the birthday. Today is April the 12th, um, Monday. We're recording. Uh, We took a week off to celebrate, you know? Gotta celebrate uh, the birthday, man. Yeah, man. That and I I got my shot, so I I wasn't feeling too good after after the uh, Johnson & Johnson shot. I was down down for the count for a couple days, so... Um, here we are now. I mean, you know, I wasn't so concerned about the shot. My, my mother got it. Um, and like, I guess I just didn't think of it, but imagine, and I'm like, why is it, you know, why is it anything different than the flu shot? Like, well, the flu shot isn't frozen, isn't 30 degrees on. So like it, uh, imagine somebody shooting an ice cube into your arm. That's why it hurts. And I was like, Jesus, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like that. You know, like, I don't know why I didn't put those things together. I'm like, I know they need to be frozen, but I don't know. I don't know what, what I thought. But now I'm like. I went to the Walgreens by me up here and um, I, I, I don't do really well with needles. It's, you know, it's not that I'm scared of them or anything, but my body kind of rejects them. Yeah. <laughs> so this woman, she's doing like the antiseptic, whatever the numbing thing on the arm is. And I'm looking the other way. And then she starts like it feels like a, like a spray mist or hitting your skin, like just kind of flicking water on it. Yeah, yeah. Like on my arm where she's gonna jab me. And next thing I know, she's like, "Okay, you're all set." I never once felt that 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 uh, the shot enter my oh. arm at all. Hmm. It was amazing. It was immediately sore and, and like felt bruised because it, it is a pretty deep needle that goes in there. Yeah. But man, I'm a I got one more week left before I'm hundred percent vaccinated and. It feels pretty damn good. That's really great, man, and and that's cool. So I yeah, gonna I'm on the list. Obviously, I got a a Disney trip coming up that I want to sort of be vaxxed for. Um, oh, although yeah. I do carry the antibodies, you know, as you know, uh, this house got hit pretty hard with COVID, and uh, you know, my doctor, um, who I will say has OAN on in his in his waiting room, so might not be that trustworthy. Um, he does a pretty good wow. job writing the scripts, but I, I'm not so much on taking the, the, uh, COVID advice from him. Really great guy for the most part. I can separate politics better than most people can, but, uh, I think, I think I, I'm, I, you know, I try to bridge the gap, but the, so he's like, yeah, you, I think you're, you're like 12 months, like eight, at least eight months, eight months to 12 months. So, you know, when did you get it? I think we had it in what, like December or something. And he's yep. like, so you're good. Don't worry about it. 
He's like, wait until everybody like settles down. Your antibodies are going to kick in. And this is know. the one guy that knows more than anybody else. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> exactly. Get right. Get the shot, dude. Yeah. Just get the shot. Go to Disney and be be happy. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. And honestly, I don't want to get COVID again because it really sucked the first time. Um, as you know, I mean, you were one, probably the only person checked on me multiple times a day, but you know, there were many people checking on me at various points. And, you know, I think like, I was at risk, which actually is a perfect segue into what uh, I had another story today uh, while we're on the whole pharmacy discussion. And, you know, I think about AI and I, I think about it probably more than normal people do. Uh, I think we probably both do. Maybe because of the industry we're in, maybe because we're super nerds. But mm-hmm. I so... You know, I the COVID thing scared the crap out of me, and you know that. So from like a, I, I wasn't like comorbidity. I don't have diabetes. I don't have high blood pressure. You know, I am a chunky monkey, or was a chunky monkey. That's a big one. And I, I was a you know a pretty heavy smoker, and so it was like my my plan, a hundred percent my plan to uh, quit smoking and lose weight. Post COVID, like once I got back from Florida, and so I did that, and I and I went to this doctor who has OAN on in his waiting room, and he's like, "There's this shot, and it's kind of new, and you know, but it's getting great results, and it's super expensive. It's about fifteen hundred bucks a month if you can't get your insurance to cover it, but the pharmaceutical rep is really good." at calling your insurance company and doing something to get it covered. So I'm like, all right, man, well, if you can get it covered, I'm in. Write me the script and I'll, and I'll do it. So he writes me the script. I go to, I, I fill it. And, you know, sort of, you know, I mean, it's been, I don't know, how long has it been? I It's been maybe a month and a half, maybe six or eight weeks. And I've lost, yep. you know, a solid 45 pounds, I'd say. Um, I'm down, yeah, down a full 45 from when I had my surgery over the summer, uh, hernia surgery. So, and then, you know, since the last time you had seen me aside from my birthday, um, maybe another 30 pounds. So, uh, I feel good. Um, you know, everything, like everything's moving in the right direction. All my blood labs came back fantastic and it's all good. So, but they give you these little, and this, I know it's a long way to get around to a really small, dumb story, but <laughs> there, there is some context. So Let's go. It's, yeah. it's, it's these, uh, uh, they're, they're injection pens for this medication called Sexenda. And it's, it's almost like you would see like an EpiPen or a, uh, an insulin pen. And it, the, bo- the pen, it comes in a box of six. And then separate from the box, you have these little tips of, of, for, for the needle tops. And they're just little itty-bitty itty uh, needles. And you just poke it, any, you know, either in your stomach or in your thigh, um, somewhere else, like on your bicep. I think those are the approved places. And you press the button. You set it to your dosage. You press the button. It goes in. You don't feel it. Unless, you know, sometimes I hit a nerve and it feels a little weird, but not, it never hurts. So then you're mm-hmm. supposed to dispose the little tip, put it back in the plastic, and then I put it in like a, a Tupperware container. And then when I go to the doctors, I put it in the biohazard thing, and I uh, and that's it, right? Super easy. So he, it's two separate prescriptions: the prescription for the for the pens, and then the prescription for the needle toppers. So the first time I go to um, refill the needles, right? 
I'm sorry, the re- refill depends. Yep. I go for the phone, right? And literally, when I grab the phone to dial for the refill, my phone rings and it's CVS, right? And I'm like, that's really weird. I was just dialing CVS Greenville. So I press, you know, green and I say, hello. And it's, this is your CVS pharmacy calling to refill your prescription for S-A-X. And I'm like, okay. So I press one. They're like, we'll be ready by today at noon. Congratulations. Blah, blah, blah. And then it hangs up. So I'm like, that was like incredibly weird timing. And I'm like, but uh, pretty lucky, right? Saved me for the, the 10 digits that I needed to dial. So now the, right. but the needle tops, dude, the needle tops were like, I don't know. There was some weird count in there. Like, it's not like, I don't know. There might be 48 of them, right? Like so, some weird count that's based on 12 didn't even line up with the prescription at all so now i'm like two and one third way through you know my prescription it's a six month prescription and my wife says to me this morning hey i just looked in your box of needles you only have one left you gotta call in the morning and i'll pick it up on my way home i'm like all right sweet so literally dude i swear to god this morning i go for my phone and the effing thing rings and it's cvs in greenville and I answer wow. it and it says, so, and I have, I guess I haven't filled any other scripts, but I know that I just took like four minutes to tell that story. And yes, obviously it's a coincidence or is CVS now a big enough corporation that like, it's got my phone tapped and that it, <laughs> that it right is ready. And it sends the message. Kyle Anderson is ready for his script, like to be refilled. So it just bugged me out enough. And I'm like, I have to tell that story on air because I want now people to be looking at CVS with like lurking eyes. Like, like if that happens, like if, if we get like 30 listeners that come back and say that that happened to them in that exact way, then I, I think we need to do something about it. Or, you were running out and it knew you're like, it was timing out your, your, your needles and knew it was time to refill it. I get it. I get it. If it's, if it's the day, if it's the day, if it's the week, I get it. Right. If it's going to like preempt the fact that I was going for my phone both times is the part that like, I understand the, you know, concept of math and subtraction. I get that. It's the, (laughs) the problem is the minute that I go for that, for the phone and it rings, that's the problem. It's not now, that's not convenient. Like, you know, the AI in mm-hmm. my television suggesting that I watch some documentary, that's helpful. The it predicting the phone call, probably not that helpful. That's all I'm saying. Mm. So All right. Just all freak right. me out, man. I don't know. So everybody be on the lookout for CVS. They might be like somebody who gets prescriptions from CVS. That's never I actually I have a backlog because they're <laughs> They do, dude. They, it's they, crazy. They, they fill them so fast. I'm like, oh my god, I have like Two months worth of uh, the script, but hey, that's good. I won't right. run out. Yeah, I know, and that's uh, uh, that's the, the 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 other side of the AI being a little weird, right? So, mm-hmm. so anyway, so how was your birthday, man? Did you? Uh, I think did we talk about your birthday? We did a little, didn't we? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was good, man. It was nice to have a more normal feeling one after last year, as you know. Yeah, um, you know, we went out to dinner. Uh, I ended up spoiling myself with a bunch of just techie stuff, like from the PlayStation 5 to the Hue sync box and the Hue lights that attach to the TV, That's which we talked yep. about with the lighting, Yeah. Um, to you sending me some pretty amazing comics. Um, you know, and 
it, it was just a lot of fun. It was great. We got to watch Godzilla versus Kong on the actual birthday because that's the day it came out. Oh, that's dope. Uh, so I yep. really put the uh, the lights through um, through a workout and uh, got another HomePod. So I have now a stereo pairing of HomePods on the Apple TV. So that's my – instead of a soundbar, I have two HomePods. That works. So, I'm sure it sounds just – Hell that. yeah. It probably sounds better. Sounds amazing. Probably the thing that would beat it is like Sonos, right? Yeah. But Apple House, I love the way the the HomePod uh, the HomePod sounds. I was really bummed when the discontinued it, so I found a used one and synced it with you know got it synced it with the the one I had, and I'm just happy. And today, um, it's being uh, rumored that Apple's working on a new version of like a a, a prim, um, premium HomePod, which will have a screen in it. I think Apple TV baked into it, and then obviously, the, hopefully, the premium audio, which is the biggest selling feature for me. Yeah, totally. And um, I didn't care. I'm like, I love these things. They look amazing. I got the white ones because eventually I'm going to redo my entertainment center to a white um, entertainment center from the black one. Nice. Um, the match like the PlayStation and everything. So, yeah, it was good. A great birthday. I, I definitely future-proofed and got some stuff that is definitely earmarked for nerd pod theaters once it's open. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> exciting times. I look, um, I'm seriously looking forward to those days. Yep. Some definitely some, some high end wall art that you help send over to me with the, uh, um, the killing joke and, um, uh, the long Halloween, last Halloween, yep. long Halloween. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah. And then got the new mutants back, uh, number four signed by Chris Claremont. So that's going up there. Um, yeah, it was just, a great, I guess, a great good week and week and a half from around my birthday where just a lot of fun stuff happened that, you know, really missed out on the last year. So, yeah, dude, that's um, great. I'm really, how about you? Really glad to, yeah, man, it was great. Um, so, uh, you, you drove down to my mm -hmm. house, which was awesome on my birthday, which, you know, I probably should have done the same rather than being the nah. lazy guy just to, to uh, have the, the your, your packages drop shipped, but um, <laughs> a, I, no, it was really great to see you. I got some great stuff. Um, you know, I got a, a dope Mandalorian hat, which I'll be wearing to Disney in T minus. That thing's what, awesome. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that, going, man, I should get myself one too. Uh, but I listen, don't that's copy the, you. That is the best kind of gift because I'm like, I don't have a good clean version of the Killing Joke. I don't have a good clean version of of the Long Halloween. Like. You know, so everything that I bought you, I bought, you know, saying, uh, you know, if I was just shopping, I'd be buying this for myself. So uh, I mm -hmm. think that that's what makes every good gift, right? Like uh, the gift uh, tomorrow, it, it, you're, there's one more gift coming tomorrow. It was just late getting to you, but yeah, we'll have to talk about it next week. But um, next, nerd not, not, not as unique or, or I think as special as the, the, the books you got or even the hat, but. I think you'll appreciate the message inside of it. So that's listen. It's all, all that I would much rather give a gift than get a gift. And I know that the, I don't know if it, I, I think a lot of people say it. I'm not sure if they mean it, but like that handcrafting of a gift is one of the most fun things for me in my whole life. Like, my wife gets, There's definitely going to be a handcrafting element to this gift. All right. So that's, I mean, that's perfect. So <laughs> I just, I do love to, to, you know, to pick and, uh, and try to see if you nail it and get it 
get it right. Um, right now, it's a little utilitarian between you and I because I'm just trying to build your collection to be res- like a respectable nerd. Um, mm-hmm. So it's you know it's not a lot of fun. It's not a lot of not a lot of joy to it. Other than you know when it comes back graded and signed, but um, you know well, I I'm, fe- I'm a grading junkie. I yeah. love doing the grading stuff. Yeah. So that's that's part of the fun part. But yeah. um, you know I, I oh. a, a strong collection for you and. Um, you know, baby, um, baby Yoda cookie. Yeah. Yep. Baby cookie. Grogu. Yeah. Um, I did another cool thing and I'm going to give this company a shout out now because I didn't even tell them I was going to do this. So through the years from the nineties on me and my two younger brothers and, um, friend, um, amassed a magic, the gathering collection. We haven't played magic, the gathering in decades, but we had a big crate probably talking about 1600 cards or so, you know, dating back from like the, you know, early to mid nineties up to maybe early two thousands. And that's just purely the age difference. I played for a very short time and then, you know, I had collected a really good amount. They collected a really good amount, like in each different time. Yeah. 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 So this bin of cards has been floating around like my house to someone else's house to another brother's house back to me. And I'm like, we just got to sell this stuff because no one's ever going to look at it. I, it's not something I even care about. I never really cared about. Um, so I did some research and, it, you know, it's tough. You, you have 1,600 cards that you really don't know a lot about. Yeah. It's not like a baseball card. Like, you you know a good player, right? Totally. Most people do. And then you can zero in on those players. But you don't really know that. You know some of the, the bigger higher end costing cards and such. So I do some research. And I find this company online. That their their thing is just send us what you got. We'll sort them. We'll pay you for them. Like really easy. So I, I did the, my 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 like work. I researched it, made sure it was legit. All that stuff that you would want to do when sending something to a company you've never heard of before. So I talked to my brothers and the friend Timo actually and Kobe and Ethan from you know OGG. Yeah. Um, and they all agreed, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what, what happens. Like, cause again, we don't know. It could be worth 10 bucks. It could be worth 500 bucks. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. So I pack it up, send the cards. Um, this company um, then takes the cards, um, and you have to package them a certain way, of course, you know, protect them in the card boxes or whatever. So I buy all the card boxes. I ship it UPS. It's like 70 bucks because it's such a heavy box at this point. Jeez. Um, I'm like, whatever. I have a feeling we're going to get a good return on it. So send them over, and within like a week, two weeks maybe, of them receiving the box, I get an email back from from them personally, plus like an auto auto populated one that's like, here's what you did, ba ba ba, right? Here's the results. Yeah, dude, we the, the total amount that that shipment was worth. Any guesses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna guess. It's probably I'm gonna like in the in the sixes six six hundred six six hundred six and change okay. yeah six and change okay and it, so these are cards right yeah pieces of paper with with graphics on them yep we pulled in fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> granted uh, there was like a handful that were, were very high ticketed items and there was also a lot that just weren't worth anything so I had them exclude them so we weren't getting charged for them and they could yeah. just donate them or do whatever just sell them at bulk yeah. 
um, $1,500. Their fee was like 10% and then they took it like a purse, like a, a few cents on every car that they, they um, process. Yeah, so their yeah. fee came out to like 143 bucks wow. minus my expenses, which came out to about $100 all in, you know, shipping and then the boxes and stuff. You know, so we're clearing about 1100 bucks between amazing, the four dude. of us. Yeah. So, yeah. so who, what company, what's the name of this company? Card Conduit. So okay. cardconduit.com. If you have Magic the Gathering cards and a big, like, I don't think it matters if it's a big amount. If you have 100 to 2,000, whatever, and yeah. you don't have the drive to, to catalog these things and look up pricing and do all of that, look them up, card, cardconduit.com, and um, use them. They were great. Very fast turnaround, very fair pricing. Very detailed, like like you, they sent a CSV back with every single card, like cataloged, what it was. Was it your mint? Was it used? Like how heavy use was it? Like every single card was cataloged with the price that they paid for it, with the reason why they paid that price, right? And then they give this really cool breakdown of like the um, – the highlight. So you click in this highlight button and it gives like, here's your five best cards. Here's your five best creature cards. Here's your five best artifact cards. And it just gives you like your, your, your top performing um, stats That's for the box cool. that you sent. And um, I'm going to make it so it's public. So I'll share the link so people can see for themselves. But um, you'll be able to click in. I'll write a little review about them and you'll be able to see the highlights that we sent in. So cardconduit.com. This is unprompted. They don't know I'm doing this, but Use them if you have Magic the Gathering cards. It could not have been less painful and more easier than that. It was it was like the thing that made me so much happy because I had this bin sitting around collecting. Dust I know for so we talked about long. that bin a hundred times. Like yeah, <laughs> we did. I I'm know. like, do you do magic? Do you, yeah. you know anybody who can do this stuff? You're like, yeah, maybe we can like get the uh, Beckett or or one of those. Yeah. hard books and, yeah. and like start doing it ourselves. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I know. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. That, so so anyway. listen, that sounds like an incredible thing and maybe a business that I could start with comic books, like, you know, get somebody <laughs> to, yeah, just send them all. Just, I'll even pay for the shipping. How's that? Yeah. Just send all You're your right. comic books. Right. I would, I would <laughs> love that. There are so many people that do that, man. They just want, you know, grandma to sell the, 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 uh, collection that was downstairs for 50 bucks and, you know, I think, right. the, I think those actually comics number one in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's and I, I believe that stuff happens. So. All right. Well, we're off to a good start. Did a lot of chatting. So why don't we jump right now? Just right in to the week in geek. And now the week in geek. So on the uh, game front, so this is kind of a big mm -hmm. one. And I think this is something that we would have picked up on. Uh, a mm -hmm. while ago, like had we been on air during, you know, sort of the COVID uh, stretch, it seems like this movie was announced because we never really announced it here. Uh, but it looks yeah. like B Borderlands. It's a game yep. that uh, is big in our, our in our own OGG world. Uh, is getting a, a movie full mm -hmm. feature, uh, full length feature film, um, and they have cast their Atlas. Right? Is that yeah, Atlas. Mm -hmm. Edgar Ramirez. Uh, Edgar yep. Ramirez, yeah. Um and then just so that that was from about a week ago, and then they got Janina Gavankar. Right? Gavankar, is that about right? Um sorry to be butchering your name, Miss Gavankar. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, so so they are your leads now. Uh I know that uh, Edgar Ramirez uh I know Atlas is a main character, but apparently um, 
the this female character is will play the role of Commander Knox, which is a new character but key to the Borderlands franchise, as they say. Um, you might recognize uh, Janina from the Wayback and uh, the Morning Show on Apple TV. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so she was pretty great. But ch- now check this cast out. You ready? Yep. Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, mm. Jamie Lee Curtis, Ariana Greenblatt, Florin Mutnow, Edgar Ramirez, which we mentioned, Haley Bennett, Oliver Richards, and Jack Black. Jack Black is Claptrack. I know that much. And I know uh, Kevin Hart's going to be playing Roland, which I th- don't know if that's good casting. Roland is a very, very large guy in the game. And as we know, Kevin Hart is not a very large, large guy in real life. Mm, um, interesting. <laughs> CGI is I an was, interesting thing. So I love that this was brought up in This Week in Geek because uh, the last big event that I went to in person, as I've talked about, was PAX 2020. I, I'm even having a struggle like, remembering that. Yeah. PAX 2020. I went to the, board, the Gearbox um, panel at PAX in Boston, and they brought out Eli Roth to, as, to announce the movie. So I was wow. there when this got announced initially, and uh, I got pictures from it and everything. I might even put them on um, back then in the NerdPod feed, but everything, you know, hell broke loose, and I don't think we really did much recording yeah, uh, so after much. that point. Yeah, But yeah, yeah, I was there when they announced it, and the crowd was going crazy. Well, he's a, he's a, a big deal. I mean, you know, to Eli Roth, man. Um, he's yeah. he's the Jew, uh, not the Jew hunter, the Nazi hunt, or the uh, the, ba- uh, the bear Jew, the bear Jew, right? Bear yeah. Jew, the bear Nazi, Jew. Yeah, and he was one of the in um, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was awesome. Like, um, I remember then it was this panel is like it could be at uh, San Diego Comic Con. It's just a huge. You know, a huge ballroom at the yeah, like a Hall H Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And they always have the the light show, the the big, big 4K displays where they're showing like teasers from the games and um, doing, bringing in the audience to give away like, here's our entire catalog and every kind of piece of merchandise we've ever produced. Here you go, you win, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. And I guess I have like a, Couple masks from them, posters. Obviously, obviously, I'm big into Borderlands and Borderlands Three. I think the first year I went to PAX, that was where they announced Borderlands Three. Right. Um, so, in that panel, every attendee got download cards for the whole Borderlands collection from one, one, uh, two, the pre sequel. So you get all the games remastered uh, for free. Oh wow! It was amazing. Like you just. Everybody, and this thing holds thousands of people, so all of them. Some people may have hoarded a few extra and gave them to their brothers. Possible. Yeah. (laughs) Possible. Possible. (laughs) And friends. But hey, it went to good use, okay? I I saw, because I've seen some of these things on eBay. I'm like, those SOBs. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. I mean, that's that. Those marketing dollars are really important, right? They're important spends to those companies. So that's exactly what they wanted you to do. They they wanted you to do. They don't want those eBay guys to do it for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. You know. So very cool, man. I, I like that. It's huge cast. I don't know if it'll be any good. Um, I, I, you know, this could have the, the Super Mario Brothers in nineteen ninety one. Think so. Curse to it. I don't know. But because it sounds like they're they're taking a lot of. Um, Oh, this, is a, this, this is a story. franchise setup, dude. I mean, for sure. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love Borderlands. I love the style. Um, 
it's a very fun game to play. It, it's got that comic book kind of uh, steampunk feel, you know. It, it's just it's cool, and you just collect big, big guns, and you shoot a lot of stuff. So Nothing it's wrong definitely with that. Uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It, it, it's 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 a good uh, release at the end of a stressful day. Love that, love that, I, and I love smashing home runs. Um, uh, so I I understand the feeling. So um, did you get um the the new sh- uh, did you get MLB the show? I got the show. Did, uh, did I, I got, see that on your your, your PlayStation? You did. You profile? did on my profile. Yep. Uh, Nick and I bought it uh, for four ninety nine because. On, Hell yeah. four, on 420, um, it, the new one comes out. So we have been uh, home run derbying. I mean, I actually did that online and, play, and home run derbied with some Mets players. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, obviously everybody does, and I'm a huge Mets fan. So uh, as you can tell by the cover art of our podcast. Um, so, yeah, I played with Pete Alonzo, who's the polar bear, probably the, you know the best pure hitter in baseball right now. Uh, so I've been smashing home runs with that. It's been very fun. Um, but that's not week in geek news. But yes, that is. True. <laughs> um, so uh, moving uh, moving along, I I uh, another thing that people know about me, I believe, is my love of Hamilton um, and mm-hmm. all things Hamilton. And you know, one of one of the things that makes that uh, the show amazing and the play that you can watch on Disney Plus or listening to the album in any fashion or seeing it live is that in in most of the uh, show. You have two characters that stay, or I'm sorry, three characters that stay the same, which is the the male lead, the female lead, and I'm sorry, and then the two male and female sort of co-leads or or number one supporting. So that would be Alexander Hamilton um, and uh, Aaron Burr, and then on the other side, Eliza and uh, Angelica Skyler, mm-hmm. the Skyler sisters, and so they play themselves through the entire play, but the rest of the of the cast and the ensemble change at at the intermission. So you have the guys who play uh, Marquis de Lafayette and John Lawrence and Hercules Mulligan. Hercules Mulligan that, yep. right, that, yep. that start in the first act as playing those characters, and then they move on to play Thomas Jefferson. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Philip Philip Schuyler. I'm, I'm sorry, Philip Hamilton, Philip, Hamilton's son, yep. and of course uh, um, James Madison. Yeah, and James Madison. So anyway, another long description. Anthony Ramos, who I thought did an absolutely incredible job as the the main uh, John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton, has now been tapped to lead the Transformers. Uh, reboot mm. or Transformers television show for Paramount, uh, Paramount E1 uh, and Hasbro. So, do we know if it's live action or if it's going to be uh, animation? I I saw live action, so that actually is really exciting. Um, and he's gonna. I mean, I don't know. He's gonna probably play the Sam Witwicky, I would imagine, or the. I don't know. I don't know what else to to compare it to, but the you know non Optimus lead. So um, it's exciting, man. He's a great he's a great actor. He did Will and Grace uh, when that got redone for whatever it was. I don't even know. It just came back on on NBC, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And he played sort of Grace's assistant, and he did a great job. He's got a great story. If anybody wants to go and sort of Google search Anthony Ramos's story, I mean, that's a high school dropout kid um, who ended up getting a uh, uh, a scholarship into an art school from a teacher who actually just really cared about him. Um, and really helped him. He had no 
absolutely no right to even get that scholarship. But because he was so talented and because the, the teacher cared about him so much, uh, it, it really helped push him through, which ultimately led him to starring in In the Heights, which was Lin-Manuel Miranda's sort of first play before Hamilton, and then ultimately leading him into being John Lawrence. So uh, incredible story. So I was really happy to see that. Uh, we're not huge following Transformers on here, but uh, you know because it crossed both things, I thought that was good. So. That's great. Yeah, Transformers is right up my alley until Michael Bay stepped in on it. Yeah, man. He's like... Um, <laughs> he kind of bastardized that whole thing for me and did it the only way that Michael Bay can. Yeah. Um, but did you see the Hasbro release, the Optimus Prime, the self-transforming Optimus Prime? I think um, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes showed it off. They on, did. Uh, what's becoming, I think, a viral video. Um, man, that thing is wild. I think it's like a few, like it might be like five, six hundred bucks for that thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's all voice activated. The thing is super badass. I mean, I might need to own it for five hundred bucks. Although there are <laughs> so many. Find someone who works at Hasbro. We, we must know somebody. Over Actually, there. the kid right now, he's in my house right now. His father is the photo- one of the main photographers for uh, three or four toy lines at Hasbro. So that's oh good, wait, good. get it put. Put your name in for two because I want one as well. Yep, yep, I'm in. Maybe it'll probably be out like in full mass ready by uh, our birthdays next year. So that could be uh, sweet. Yeah, could tell be him something. Too, and if he can either get him off the line or, or get him to us at cost, we'll we'll give him like another ten percent, you know, a commission on that. I will. Yeah, Corey, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, I know he actually might even listen to this. He he makes like these cool motorized bicycles. Nate's father. Um, it's my son's oh, best nice. friend's father. And like he just puts like these Chinese motors on these cool like Pee Wee Herman bikes and uh, sells them like really kind of affect like 400 bucks. Like it's not even really that expensive. So like all around the town where I live in, you see these little, little, little you know, gas engine motors from China ripping through the neighborhood. It's pretty fun. Uh, a lot of kids have them. So anyway, um, what else? What else is on the docket this week? You have uh, The Staircase, Colin Firth to star in a TV drama adaptation of classic true crime documentary for HBO Max from Antonio Campos and Maggie Cohn. Oh, that's What cool. do you got about that? Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I mean, an owl killed that lady, right? Isn't that what happened? Is, that, is this what it's about, the author? Um, yes. The one that we saw on Netflix? Yep, yep, exactly. So I guess, yeah, Colin Firth will be playing that, uh, that dude. I really don't need a movie about that. No, nope. nope, they don't. They really don't. I'm all done with the making the murder. Making the murderer was like it for me when that came out. I, I just have no interest in watching those documentaries anymore. Yeah, not they those. just raise your blood pressure so much. They do, and so what I like rather than sitting and watching and getting irritated, I uh, I switch my Amazon Smile account um, to the. Uh, uh, Rhode Island, I'm sorry, New England, uh, Innocence Project. So, mm-hmm. oh, nice. know, and, and I do some like serious, you know, I do some, we do a lot of our shopping, like even laundry detergent and stuff, uh, and through and Whole Foods and all of the, you know, a lot of delivery. So I think it totaled about 300 bucks in donations last year that we sent to the Innocence Project, which, you know, I can't imagine. I will say that, can you imagine that like, you know, you, you are working at a car wash and, you reach into the back seat of your car, right? And your handprint gets on a, a, a book. And then the, you know, the, the driver of the car gets murdered. They run your fingerprint. And because your fingerprint is in the car, they arrest you. Now, that's a Bosch storyline that I just gave you. But it, it is um, 
like it, it is a thing that happens where people get wrongly in, incarcerated and then they, you know, put their uh, it's it's insane, dude. So I like true crime in the in the or stories where people get released. I don't like when when people don't get released or, you know, I just think about all the innocent people. Is there anything worse other than maybe being murdered? Anything worse than being wrongly imprisoned? And that's why I, I had to switch. anything. You know, like I, right. Like you're sitting and rotting in prison for something that you didn't do is the worst thing. So, um, I just, I think that it's the best cause that I could possibly give to child cancer is great. We do that when we're in the movie theater. I think a lot of people do that, but, um, you know, who cares about a 45 year old or 55 year old black guy that's been, uh, because it's mostly black and Hispanic people who are wrongly convicted and, I don't know. I just feel like it's an important thing. So go onto the innocentproject.com and check it out if you've never heard of that and uh, switch your smile account. And even if it went for six months, right? Like get, make mm-hmm. that your donation because I think you can do a lot of help. They need help. So anyway. Yeah. And uh, Amazon makes it super simple with the smile. Totally.amazon.com. So yep. you just pick your, your, your um, whatever foundation or nonprofit. You could be anything. Yep. And a slice of everything you buy goes to that nonprofit. So it, they could make it any easier than to do it that way. Totally. And they even remind you if you go to normal Amazon, they're like, oh, hey, by the way, you can go to Smile. So You're in the wrong place. Yep, yep. I love that about it. And um, yeah, so we, if, if we did a different kind of show, we could talk about the troubles that they're going to be having with the union very soon. Um, I thought it was yeah. in a great uh, ruling. So, but anyway, um, th- this is sort of the last big one. And this was a big one. This came out today is that, um, and I got to follow up with Slayer Sam on this. Because you know how big of a fan of Fleabag I was. I loved that show, dude. It mm-hmm. was two seasons. Did you watch it or no? I never got around to it. No. So you got to do it because she is absolutely incredible. The story is absolutely incredible. It's two seasons and it's just, dude, it's so good. And so I knew that that Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who created that show, wrote it, starred in it, directed, you know, won all the awards for it. She actually just been tapped to play the female lead in Indiana Jones Five, so uh, she is she is going to be the lead now. Uh, I, does lead mean what does lead mean these days? Harrison Ford's like ninety seven years old, so if they're going to make it, the, the, her a love interest, I am not interested in that. But if they're give if maybe she's the next Indian Jones or I don't know if they're doing something, she's incredibly talented. I think this is a great casting. I'm just interested to see what female lead means. Um, I saw that as well. I, I don't know. I, I'm so out of the loop on Indiana Jones five. Uh, I don't know what's happening. I know Harrison's part of it. I'm kind of shocked that they're trying to reboot that again. Um, Dude, he wants it. He keeps lesson. asking for it. He keeps asking for it. He wants it. It's his. It, it. He has said if he could only play Indiana Jones from the minute he started to now, like forget Jack Ryan, forget like he would have only played Indiana Jones and starred in fifty movies if he could. He loved the character. He still loves the character. He yeah, and they just kind of threw away all of his good years when he was younger. It was crazy <laughs> you know? why they did that. I don't know. And the Shia LaBeouf thing was a disaster. The monkey swinging. I mean, that's absolutely one of the worst terrible. movies I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Nope. There's only three Indiana Jones movies at this point. That's what I say. And that young Indiana <laughs> Jones they did was kind of good for like a oh, miniseries yeah. kind of thing. Um, River Phoenix. That was, was really good. Yeah. Uh, River Phoenix was in the uh, Last Crusade. 
He was. Wasn't right. he also young Indiana Jones? I thought he was. Was he? I think I, so. I, don't. I could be wrong. Um, let's go to IMDb real quick. Yeah, check let's, it out. Let's get some uh, young Indiana Jones. Sean Patrick Flaherty? Oh, yes. You're right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, from uh, from uh, Boondock Saints. That's right. You're right. My bad. No, I, I didn't. I'm not right. I didn't know. <laughs> Oh, you knew it wasn't, wasn't sure. You knew it wasn't uh, River <laughs> Phoenix, anyway. Um, so, and and this is like literally in closing. Um, you want to take this one? This is, I don't know. It's kind of cool. The Game of Thrones one. Yeah. So it's been ten years. Uh, hard to believe, right? It ten, is. It, it, it's been ten years since Game of Thrones. It feels like it's been a lot longer than that. It does since we first got it. Um, so since it first came into HBO back on April seventeenth, two thousand eleven, so just about, you know, about what would be a week away from from yep. it, yeah, or maybe four days, HBO is going to offer fans a new way to experience the series while getting them ready for um, a new title in the franchise called House of Dragon, which is going to begin production this year. Um, it's called the Iron Anniversary, and it's going to include a range of features and events for Game of Thrones. From uh, a personalized HBO Max episode curations, a Game of Thrones marathon, okay. and more throughout the month. So, so starting Monday, and does that mean today? Yes, today. Yeah. Um, so the day of recording. So you won't hear this until tomorrow, which you'll have to go back in time to get to today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, HBO Max users are going to see a Game of Thrones spotlight page. We'll bring them to episode curations for for just casual fans or even those new to the series you'll have a, a spoiler laden uh or for those uh, for, so spoiler laden curations featuring easter eggs for diehard fans did i read that copyright i don't you know. got it no, you got spotlight it. page will also include more than 150 behind the scenes videos and extras cast interviews clips and trailers and whatever else you can want as a Game of Thrones fan. So, sounds fun. I don't know. Do you want to re-experience Game of Thrones? I am not ready for that. I'm not ready for such things. And I understand, like, I don't know. I can't think of... Here's what it really boils down to for me is that I can't think of a time when... Maybe I'm going to be really wrong on this, but, like, you know, the 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 the... the uh, what am, I'm at the, I can't even think. Um, the crimes of Dinglebong. What is it? The 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 thing. The Harry Potter Dingle, thing. The sp- oh, uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, the Harry Potter. The crimes yeah. of Grindelwald. Yeah, or Dingleberry or whatever. Yeah, you want oh, yeah, or Dingleballs or the whatever. Crimes of Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, so I that didn't go well. And like, I understand the need. Like, they had ordered seven of these series, and they came up with, you know, we're gonna see a bunch of you know toe-headed blonde people flying around on dragons. Um, which I think of all of the storyline was the least interesting thing to go back to. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think there was many other things they could have tapped into. Um, you know, maybe that were even in the realm. Like, give us a uh, the Mountain Brothers, the you know uh, the Hound, and uh, you know give give that origin or give it. You know, there, there was a lot of ways to go. Maybe I could be entirely wrong. They dropped no, the ball. Right. They dropped the ball so badly on the finale that they needed to make. They needed to do better. They needed to do better. And I've never seen a series quite do this. That it it 
alienated 50% of its fan base and then told you that they didn't care that they alienated you and just moved on. So, yeah, I'm bitter and people will say that I'm bitter and I'll get nasty hate messages after this episode airs. I'm fine with it. Um, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready at, you know, maybe 10 years from the finale. Like maybe I'd be ready then, but not 10 years from the inception of the show. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is it's undeserved. early. It's yeah. undeserved. You know, I don't think they earned this. They didn't. Um, they, 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 they completely, the last two, three seasons were so uneven and didn't live up to the first few no, seasons. Right? Not even At close. All. Not, not even, even close. Not, not close. Listen, want to impress me? Do this with The Sopranos. That's got the prequel movie with, with Christopher's father as Thank the lead. You. Do this with the Sopranos movie, like like give us this, all of this, like. And I love the idea, like as you're reading. I, I got You can call it the Soprano, the the uh, the no the Mara Soprano throne. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, like that's what I'm talking. Mara throne. Like, what are you talking about? And 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 but but like it looks like they're gonna have some of that. Um, Black Mirror Bandersnatch like ability to control some of the the, the stuff right like within the yep. uh, so that could be cool and do, you know do it on HBO we saw a little bit of it in the the Snyder release uh, where you know it was like broken up in different parts so I, yeah I I this was the wrong thing we don't have to spend like I'm just I I don't get it I'm not I'm just not I want no I want to take a second because I, I I think this is kind of interesting so this yeah. is the last piece of uh, Week in Geek we have. Uh, releases to go into, but that can wait. So, true. I think Game of Thrones is unworthy of this treatment now. And you're right. Maybe in, in a few more years, I'll soften more on the, on the finales. And I'll soften more on those final few seasons. Yeah. But I'm not there. I'm still just meh. It, it was Little just salty. Not, yeah. Didn't didn't live up to to what we I think everybody from fans to fans of the books to fans of the show wanted. Right. So I don't think it deserves a treatment. I think you're 100% spot on. If there's a show that HBO has that deserves this treatment, it's Sopranos. Yeah. Sopranos all day. Well, because you now, right, because you have the, 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 the prequel coming out. and You have reasons to do this. 100%. Right? Real reasons to do this. Uh, James Gandolfini was beloved by everybody. Who I love watching that guy on screen. We went and rewatched Sopranos this over quarantine because yeah. my wife had never seen it. And I haven't seen it since, you know, for you know, however many years. And it was like watching a brand new show again. So, yeah, 100% Sopranos deserves treatment. Another show, not HBO, but AMC, is Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah. Bad deserves this type of treatment, yeah. right? 100%. And they could be waiting for that type of thing since Better Call Saul is also delivering on all marks. For people who love that, and, world. and and by all marks the, and by all grades, uh, El Camino didn't do badly either. I mean, oh, I love. I thought that movie was fantastic. So did I. That, that's yeah. that show. So yeah, that universe certainly deserves this type of treatment because they've never skimped on the quality. Yeah. Um, another one that I can think of is like if you even go backwards. Um, I know. Let me think. You love Mad Men. Yeah. I do. Mad Men is another, like, I don't know if they're ever going to revisit that place. Uh, you know, that Don Draper story at all. And they certainly could. They could. They never yeah. died off. Nope. Um, then there's another great show that, that, that certainly ebbed and flowed, but never had the valleys that Game of Thrones did. I mean, there's so many good shows. And yeah, they're not on HBO owns Game of Thrones. They own Sopranos. I get it. But that, for this exercise, what other shows do you think would be 
well deserving of this type of treatment. Yeah. So um, you, I mean, you named my probably my biggest one, and I could make a, a very legitimate argument that season five of Mad Men is the greatest uh, achievement in television history. I mean, is that the final season? No, it's not. It's it's um it's not. They it went further um than that. It went pretty far. I think it. it I think. Maybe nine seasons for that show. Um, it really did. Yeah, wow. seven. What was the What was the fifth season? Remind me and, and the listeners. Of what um, made so it yeah, so I can I can um, give sort of a, a synopsis of season five. It was really at like, it was it was the the peak of the sixties, right? Like, um, and, and so it would have been sixty five because they lined up every season with the basically it was six, first season one was like sixty one, right? Yeah, I think or, it, or it moved. It moved a little quicker, and and they, they you had to really sometimes kind of pay attention to where you were um, because it, it, you would you would be guessing for maybe the first five or six episodes of uh, you know understanding where you were. Um, so I want to say that season five got you to really where like late sixty, well maybe the Kennedy assassination somewhere in there. So sixty four. Yeah. So I think it was it was right in there. Um, but it was it was the combination. What made it so great was the was the um, everything coming together, and and I think it was the the expected things, which was which was Matthew Weiner's uh, vision for the show, right, and and his his eye to detail. I mean, there was nothing in that show that was not authentic from the '60s, and it was, you know, it it, it almost was Breaking Bad. It in the way that it um, was almost Shakespearean, right? Like, and so it was the eye to the detail, but it really was Peggy Olsen, who's played by, uh, you know, the same girl who um, plays... Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. Um, she plays in... Uh, God. Him itself. Yeah, him, exactly. Um, and, and her convergence, like... Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that, that's great. Yep. And she, yeah, she was in Invisible... Um, uh, the Invisible Man, which actually I didn't think was too bad. Um, okay, so actually I have the synopsis here. So season five takes place between Memorial Day of 66 and spring of 67, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So now Don Draper has uh, divorced his wife, uh, Betty, actually left him. Um, so he's separate from the kids. He's living as a bachelor in New York City. He's at the absolute peak of his power in his game. He just married a very his young secretary. He's 25. And it's it's his transition into the second wife, and um, you know he's now won his major awards, which even then were the Cleos, right, for commercials. And so it was really like, it was the perfect, you know, sixty five and sixty or whatever, sixty six to sixty seven. I mean, that's the summer of love, right? And they captured it perfectly, perfectly. So just from a cinematography standpoint, from an acting standpoint, from a you know, the, the way that they set the scenes, the way that they, you know, the, the way that you can see our own future as Americans laid out in front of us. That's why I say that it is. And that's why I would pick that show first. I remember one of the most shocking parts of that show happened in that season for me. Um, and that was when, and I just had to like look this up because I knew it happened. I, I just want to be sure. Um, but Lane Price Yes, the, when he committed suicide. Incredible scene and so that sh- came f- from nowhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, and you know, that actor, Jared Harris, as you know, he shows up in so so many great films and shows, like Chernobyl, Chernobyl for I example. Mean, that's yeah. a big one. And so when that happened, because he he was quickly becoming a, a, a favorite of mine to watch in Mad Men, and then to see him go out, I was like, really I know. hit me hard. I know, I know. So yeah, that was probably that was a really sad episode and very shocking. Incredibly, so, incredibly good so. Yeah. So and then the other one I I think I would pick would be The Wire. Um, you there know, that, you go. That's another um, one. You know, big one for me. When I talk about the greatest shows of all time, um, I always put that, you know, way up. One or number it's one. It's always or Wire, two. Breaking Bad, Mad Men, yep. all the way up there. Yep, yep. Those are my I mean, really. And those are the most recent ones, right? I mean, you, you we, we could we can go crazy and go back in time to things like Cheers or, yep. um, you know. For me, the Law Twilight Order, Zone, right? Twilight Zone. Absolutely. MASH. Like, there's so many amazing shows that just go back in history but we're just talking about the recent ones um so yeah cool little 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 sidebar there but you know, for for sure and i you know i'm with you game of thrones does not deserve this treatment at this point it's just not time it's not time and maybe yeah. we need to we need to miss it a little bit or we need to you know something needs to happen i think that's the problem hbo seeing on the wall like no yeah. one's missing this show no and that's what happens when you live in the golden age of content my friend you know um, that and like when you release something and you, you mail it in for the past, you know, the last three seasons. Yeah. Fans aren't missing it like they thought they would. My my favorite thing about that, that my favorite meme of the show is the, you know, the horse, the, the picture of the horse. I see that always in my head is like, you know, you see the picture of the horse and it's the beaut- like perfectly drawn hind legs. <laughs> I know it's when you're right. And the, and the tail is perfect. <laughs> and it says season one. And the next clip, it's like that, you know. All the way to season like four, it's a perfectly drawn horse, and then it's like just a child's drawing for like you know, a two-year-old. Yeah, two-year-old lines. Like yeah. season. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that that's a that's a perfect um, description of that. Uh, and so, yeah, def- definitely disappointing. And uh, I'm glad you you dove into that a little bit. So. Hey, um, so um, you have on here a bunch of releases, and I actually got to a couple of these on here. Oh, cool. Um, so for the games, Outriders, which I haven't played, but I know Screpo has, and he he did the the um, the beta for it, had had some issues with the gear he was collecting. I, I guess disappearing. Uh, so he was kind of I'm out, and maybe they had fixed it because obviously it was beta, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a shooter. It looks like a multiplayer shooter. Uh, nothing too earth shattering to me. Next one up was Odd Odd World Soul Storm, which is an independent, like very strange game. I don't know if you've seen the character. I did. Yeah, he looks like an alien. His mouth's kind of like sewed shut almost. He's a slave, and this is I think the fourth iteration or third iteration of the the, this game, like a you know sequel. Um, So I downloaded it, tried it out, and it's 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 a platformer. It's fun, not for me. Graphics are gorgeous. Gameplay again. It's not something that, that I really, really digging too much. Um, this next one, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know much about Lost Worlds beyond the page. Mm. Me either. Um, Me either. Yeah, I'm not too familiar. And I with think that guy. you know, I wanted to add this segment. Um, you know, I th- I think people are 
possibly listening for things that um, you know we may not have talked about. So I want to throw these in if if we can and when we can, um, and just kind of blow through them. Like so. So that was just the games, which was really good. Movies. Um, these are all Thunder Netflix. Force. Yeah. So Thunder Force. Uh, I watched that last night. Oh, how was it? All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. All right. So. Let's get it out of the way. It's not a great movie at all. Period. End of story. Now, why isn't it a great movie? It's got a pretty solid cast. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have uh, Melissa McCarthy, right? She's the lead. And then you have Octavia Spencer, who I believe is an Academy Award winner. She is. For the help. Then you have Jason Bateman, who, who... Let's be honest. He's great in this movie. Um, he, he's he's the shining point for this. He, he plays the crab. So basically, his character is a, is a super villain kind of anti-hero. <laughs> Both of his arms are, are crab claws. It's awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. And then you have Bob, uh, Bobby Canal, uh, Canavale. Um, oh yeah, like Boardwalk Empire. Guy. Yeah, he's great. Yep, yep, he's great. So I mean, solid cast, right? Now. Melissa McCarthy does Melissa McCarthy, and that's what she's going to do every single time. Yeah. And, you know, that her humor is her humor. You either take it or leave it. It is what it is. What I was shocked about was Octavia Spencer. So you would think that no matter how good or bad something is, you would have an Academy Award winner in there who's going to do a good job. Maybe not great, given the material, but a good job at the very least, right? When I say it felt like she was reading the script as she was filming the movies, I'm not I'm not being mean. I'm not being overly critical. I immediately was like, wow, it sounds like she's reading this like as it's being filmed. Hmm. That's how poorly either she didn't like it, she didn't want to be in it, she didn't it was beneath her. Whatever the reason, it was her performance. I mean, they should take her Oscar away. It was that bad. Wow. Um, or like it was, you know what I mean? Like you, you have movies where like, um, you throw an Academy Award winner and I don't care who it is. And they usually rise above in the, in no matter how bad it is, you're like that, that person did a great job, right? Yeah. 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 Regardless, they, they took a, they took a terrible script and they made it great. Um, this was something like I expected when I saw her on it, but I got to imagine she just did not want any part of this or she did it as a favor or maybe she got into it and it changed the, there was some draft changes or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not, I'll say it's not terrible and it's something like for, if you have an hour, hour and 40 minutes, you want to, you know, watch something that's mildly entertaining and, you know, has some laughs. Sure. Go for it. But that's my unspoilery review. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then, so that, I'm glad you did, because um, I won't now waste my time. Um, so then, uh, day three other releases: Nobody, Voyagers, and The Unholy All Out this week for film. Uh, most mm-hmm. of them are either uh, video on demand, Netflix, or um, you know, some are are minimal theater releases, but not not with any consistency. Um, and then we have some new TV series. Um, what do we have? The The Never season one. Creep show, I guess, is Creep doing pretty show. good. Yeah, on Shutter, I've heard some good things. 
Um, and then Queen of the South season two on USA. So like I said, um, yeah. And, and when we get the opportunity to dig in, if we've seen something in here, I think, uh, it's a great opportunity to do that. So I think we're going to try at least to, uh, talk about weekly releases when we can. Um, so, so I do have an MCU corner, but I would, I would be remiss to not, uh, at least mention, um, the two shows that are most relevant relevant in our world today, which are um, obviously Invincible and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. And I would have never guessed. Now, I will say that somebody on OGG may have said, like, it's more... It's more like a movie broken up into parts. Talk, speaking of, of Falcon yep. Winter Soldier, um, and that's accurate because when you go, you were to get that. yeah, for the the if you go back and watch these episodes, the nuance and the, the it's really an incredible show, man. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. Now, is it as engaging and compelling as um, as Invincible is right now? I don't think it is, but I think it's going to hold up. It's going to be. You know, we're running, what, maybe one or two or three episodes left. It's, it's incredible. Left. And there's only going to be eight Invincibles. So I could not be more impressed with this selection at this point. And uh, I'm so happy to have them both and want to hear your thoughts on both. So Falcon Winter Soldier, so far all in. I- I've been loving it. Uh, I really have been enjoying it. I, I it's, the, it's the content. I don't necessarily think agree with the statement that it's a movie broken up into pieces. Um, I, I'm completely fine with it being a, a, a long miniseries, six-episode miniseries. Uh, those used to be a, a very popular thing, and I think this is a great use of telling these these stories, like a six... A, 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 a comic arc is what? Usually about six episodes, or six, excuse me, issues, eight issues, right? Somewhere around there, where it's like, I think Walking Dead, if Kirkman wrote it, so every six issues was an arc. Right, and it would resolve by the sixth. Um, this is the same thing to me. The Falcon Winter Soldier is a six-issue comic, um, and they're they're telling the story of a very, um, I think, a very important story. Uh, it, a lot of there's race that's built into it. There's class uh, warfare built into it. There's um, uh, white like a, a white supremacy kind of. Thing happening there with John Walker a little bit, you know, um, definitely not not saying like he's a white supremacist, but you know what I mean. He he he's dealing with a supremacy issue. Yes, um, you yes. know, being a a, a um, person in power, uh, uh, you know, think of like a uh, uh, it's a statement maybe on um, police, right? The you know having ultimate power and ultimate decision to be judge, jury, and executioner. Um, Plus, I'm really digging John Walker's story, by the way. Me um, too. Such a and, great and, job, and man. I can't believe the casting, how now that like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about it. I mean, his dad's Kurt Russell, perhaps one of the biggest stars of all times, right? Um, and here's this kid, his son, who's having to fill those shoes. Very similar to what's hap- happening in the show. He has to fill the shoes of perhaps the biggest superhero in all of Marvel, which is Steve Rogers. And he doesn't want to be Steve Rogers. He's going to do it his own way. So as Marvel usually does, they're doing a pretty good job of showing a complex um, 
character here and seeing him develop and, and grow, right? Um, plus, I, I think he went from golden boy, follow the rules, to now he's you know, he's turning into quite the badass. Um, so I'm digging I'm digging the show top to bottom. Like I said, I feel like it's a six issue arc. And we're at issue five coming up this week, yeah. which usually means we're up for some big, hopefully, some big, exciting, um, exciting um, developments in the story. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I want to point, I agree with much of what you just said. Um, I do want to point out the, the in, in such a small, like, subtle way, and I, I don't think I brought this up, or I may have. But I wanted to, to bring up the, and see if you remember it, right? Like, if you think back, and I did this, I went back and started looking on YouTube, and you look at Steve Rogers when he, when he punches somebody in the gut, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the action and the thing that happens when Captain America punches somebody, the, the physical reaction of the victim or the recipient, right? is always um, jarring, right? Like like some, sometimes it would break a, you know, break something behind them or they'd go really, you know, flying more than 10 feet. And you got so used to the power of Steve Rogers. And so the first, the very first time that you see John Walker in action, he punches somebody in the stomach and you see the humanness of, of the punch to the stomach and it, for me, it stood out so much that that like, and it's it was a subtle one little thing, just him punching somebody in the stomach, and it being like one guy hitting another guy rather than a superhero punching somebody in the stomach, and mm-hmm. it was almost like at that moment I knew that they were gonna need to give him the serum, and since they have, so I, I don't I think like that might be two episodes ago. If you didn't recognize it when it was happening, I'd love for you to go back and watch him punch that, you know, the very first time he strikes somebody and how human it is and how plain it is and how they set that up over 25 films, right, or 23 films and the expectation of what you see when Captain America strikes somebody. And I think I don't remember the the exact punch you're talking about. I remember the feeling going, he's not, um, he doesn't have the strength. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. I remember that. I knew, I knew exactly what you're talking about because I'm like thinking like, how is he going to fight the Flag Smashers? Yep. Exactly. Without right. getting murdered. Yep. Absolutely destroyed. Yep. Um, so I do remember that. I have to go watch the performance um, again. So it was just something that st- in- stood out to me as like. No, it, it stood out to me too, and I think you're absolutely right. I just don't. I don't think I watched the performance as closely, and I I, I will go back and rewatch. You know, either after, before or after the final episode comes out, so I can watch everything twice. Uh, yeah, of course. It, I'm enjoying that show that much, uh, and I'm a huge Sebastian Shaw fan now. After watching the show, oh, bigger than God. I was before. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, he's great. So, Fantastic. all right, man. Well, and Invincible, you bring up Invincible. Yes. Um, I did not watch the latest episode. That's going to be on tonight's draw. I was too busy watching Thunder Force, which uh, I'm ashamed to admit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh-huh. you, you do stuff for the show. Yeah, you do. Gonna say. Sometimes you're going to take one show. for the team. So yeah, yeah we'll 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 check in on Invincible next week. Uh, you're going to really yeah. love, love this episode. It's a great one. Um, you you certainly will. So, 
Okay, fantastic. So uh, to wrap this up quickly, um, what we've been doing is just trying to quickly touch on some um, deep cut Marvel uh, characters that may be headed for the uh, the, the big screen, screen silver screen, yep. or the small screen, and uh, one that we've been you know hearing rumors on for quite some time has and been. We did get a, there was a mention of this in Endgame, right? There was a, a little little Easter egg in Endgame. Yes. About the disturbance under the water. So go on. <laughs> no, and you bring up. And you, yeah, you bring up a great point. Yeah, she she um, and I, actually, I don't think it was in Endgame. I think that may have been in uh, Infinity War, where they're all around Natasha, and they're all sort of you know Captain Marvel is reporting on what. Um, I guess maybe could, that could it be is Endgame because it's it post snap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's so post snap. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah, and they talk about the disturbance underwater. Some have thought that that may mean that that could be none other than the Submariner. No more Mackenzie. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, for me, for, for my Marvel fandom, I, I hold, you know, like this group of characters above all else. And one major one is obviously the Silver Surfer, who you hear me talk about all the time. One is Captain America. The other book is the Fantastic Four. Um, and... The Submariner and Human Torch go into that category for me. And not Johnny Storm's Human Torch, the Android Human Torch, which went with, you know, sort of timely time, timely uh, comics before it was Marvel, right? So I, I, they're just near and dear to my heart. I've read them for my whole life. I love them. And so, so uh, no more Mackenzie. It's, dude, I hate to say this, and it, it is 100% true that... Uh, uh, Namor McKenzie, you know, Prince Namor, the Submariner, came out before uh, Aquaman did. <clears throat> but it's but if you watch the Aquaman movie, it is the it's essentially the origin of of Prince Namor, right? So now he's actually currently he's King Namor, he's the king of Atlantis. Um, but when we first meet him in 1939, literally, it was the first comic that he was ever in. Um, he was the prince. His father was Neptune, right? The king of Atlantis. And so even the, you know, uh, even the Atlantis is the same. So I feel like it was a direct intellectual property snatch because the, the origins are, you know, so he's half human. Um, his, his, uh, the other parent was royalty, which in this case happens to be the man, right? As the royalty, the mother was the human. Uh, it's just reversed for uh, um, Aquaman. Very similar stories. However, uh, I believe uh, King Namor, Prince Namor, to be much more power powerful. This the Submariner to be much more powerful. Um, he's more. He's he's as powerful as Thor or the Hulk. Um, he does not need his stupid trident to do very much. Um, and he he's as charismatic and rich. And powerful, and and he's all he's past the point of Tony Stark, right? He really is. He's he, Tony Stark is clearly on a good mission, where in some cases you find that Namor is, Samariner is. You got to some, sometimes question where he's coming from. Sometimes you may even consider him a villain, and and so he rides that line because he's so arrogant and because he's so over the top. But ultimately ends up being a good guy. 
And so what what I've heard rumored is that there's a war coming between Atlantis and Wakanda. And the first time that we may see him is in um, in Black Panther 2. Um, so I thought it was a good opportunity to introduce uh, him to everybody if they've never heard of him before. He, uh, he almost could be played by like... I don't even know, like uh, uh, Brandon Lee. Like, I know he's not around and couldn't play, but that, he kind of looks like that. Um, I can't think of a very good actor that, that fits that mold right now. Or, all right, Mike Moe, who played Bruce Lee in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, could be a good comp, right? Um, so he's a, an incredible character, and I hope not only do we see him there, but we see him in maybe a standalone or moving forward. He's been part of the Avengers. He's been part of different groups over the years, um, and it will be an incredible addition to the MCU. I have your actor. Okay. Let's see if I can say the name right. And I only, I'm looking at him because I, I recognize oh, maybe, I don't know. Dais, uh, Daisuke Suji. Daisuke uh, Suji. Let's see. Daisuke Suji. Yeah, how do you say it? Yeah. He, um, I, I know him as the voice of uh, Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima, which is a Tsushima, which is a um, PlayStation game. What's the last name again? But Sorry. It's T S U J I. I got him. Okay. Yep, there he is. It's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. Um, yep. If you look at the Submariner, no, perf- he kind of looks perfect like perfect Marvel uh, acquisition right there. <laughs> so take so, a take a guy who's not really known and turn him into the most powerful superhero you can in the universe. So there you go. He's a great one, man, and I really hope we get him. So I I hope um, that was at least a little informative. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got to be honest. I don't know much. I, I know of the character. I haven't really read anything. Um, Comic wise about him, so I don't know anything. I, I get the Aquaman. Um, yeah, it's really similarities. Close. It's really close, dude. Like, like yep. uncomfortably close. And I, I'm guessing those those back in the 30s and 40s and even 50s. I bet you the the you know the publishing companies were just stealing left and right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Changing the names, changing a little detail, and it was like, that's an original idea. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there might not have even been IP laws at that point, right? Like that, right. It, in that same similar way that we see it now. So, so I like it. No, I, I like these segments. I, I think it's a uh, it's good for for the listeners to hear, you know, some of these newer names and things that, you know, hopefully were coming down the pipe. But like I said, there was uh, an Easter egg in Endgame, so yeah. this this does exist in the world. I hope that, so. Uh, the MCU, at least they they alluded to it. All right, kids, so that's all we got for this sort of extra-long nerd pod. Glad that we, we had you. Caleb any, uh, or K-Rock, any closing thoughts? <laughs> um, closing thoughts? Keep devouring content. Uh, get your vaccination um, so we can all go out and hang out and go see some movies, go to some cons, which I know you got an email while we were setting up for tonight's show, and I'll let you close on that. Um about a con coming up in person uh, that has a, a star that's going to be there signing some autographs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Excellent. get your vaccines. Get you know, be kind to each other. Remember, we're all on this earth together. Like, just you know, try to be nice, right? 
Okay, uh, that's all I got, man. Your turn to close it out. I love it. And so, very exciting news. We're going to be live for Terrificon. Returns July 30th through August 1st of 2021. Um, you may be indisposed at the time, but uh, I'm going to put an OGG trip together. And, uh, and we're going to go see none other than Michael Rooker live and in person. So, uh, Yondu himself... Uh, and yeah, like you mentioned before the show, I might even get a signature of my uh, Mall Rats poster or book or DVD signed. Um, and yeah, so uh, we're starting to get cons back, people. And maybe we might even be hosting a panel or two. So that is exciting times. And uh, I guess Anakin also wants to say goodbye. So yeah, you can hear him. He's, he's fighting his brother right now and he has the higher ground. So that's a little different. So with that, all right, boys, let's close it down. All right, boys, let's close it down. Look at me, man, can't you see that I'm dying? Look at you, man, doing all your wanting. Leaning against me like a goddamn bull. So close, too close, my skin starts to glow. Sweat pouring down, singing in my life. Black starts to boil, watch the temperature rise. You have been listening to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock from Podacy Entertainment. Be sure to follow Coach and K-Rock to stay up to date on all upcoming nerd pods and Podacy programs on Instagram, which you can find them at Podacy, that's P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, on Twitter, which is at NerdPodacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook, they're at NerdPod.